Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to episode eight of Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with friend and co-host Higgins Success. This week, we have a special guest. He's a friend of mine and also the CEO of Rose Crete Wealth Management, specifically working in sports and entertainment, and also soon-to-be published author of PTSD, Perseverance Through Severe Dysfunction. Welcome, Reggie. We're so happy to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How was your weekend? We always start with how was our weekends. Higgins, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? <laughs> well, thanks for taking it easy on me, right? That's, I mean, I could have what, said something. That's what friends are for. Um, I had a pretty okay weekend. Um, I mean, obviously my Gators lost, right? So that that hit me pretty hard on Saturday, especially the way that we lost that game. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can take some losses, but honestly we 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 definitely beat ourselves i know it sounds so cliche after a loss but if you look at that game just mistakes after mistakes on both sides of the balls but yeah uh, so besides that i had a pretty good laid back weekend getting to enjoy some time again with the family and just everyone getting ready for christmas holiday in the spirit so are, are you in the spirit celebrate. Uh, I'm getting there. Uh, once I'm done with school this week, I'll definitely. Uh, Are the be kids in the spirit? Are they acting crazy? Oh, definitely. They're all, but that that's normal behavior. It's middle school behavior, so it's always like that. Hey, Reggie, man, welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's it's, it's a blessing to be here with you too. Thank you, Reggie. Actually, we we joke about so part of this show is us introducing new characters. I guess not characters, but people in our lives that work with our clients. And Reggie and I met at the combine, the infamous combine. <laughs> oh yeah. Cold day in Indiana. It was. It really was. And it's that's the thing about the combine. I always say whether you're an agent or you want to be an agent or you want to work in sports biz. And disclaimer, in a normal year, in a normal year, go to the combine. You oh, yeah. will not regret it if you're willing to go and actually network for your own self. Like go with a business card and you're good. I Absolutely. mean, would you disagree? I would not disagree. I think that's uh, I think that's great advice. Um, and you and and I think the misconception is when I tell people I go to the combine, they think that I'm on the field timing folks and watching guys run and all that. But us too, us of, too, us too. A lot too. of the work is done. A lot of the work is done behind the scenes at hotels and meetings like that. So you'll sit in a hotel lobby and you'll see everybody in the NFL that you want. So yeah. Or you know, sometimes it's done later at night. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth too. I that's mean, it's true. not saying anything bad. It's just, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things you have to go in with a business mindset. And when you're in a I would say smaller city and you put yourself where you need to be, you can make those connections as long as, as long as you go in prepared. So Absolutely. that's how Reggie and I met at the combine and we just clicked immediately. Um, and he's pretty amazing. So we're excited to uh, have him on the show. So let's just jump into our first question. So pretty much 
you're a young advisor, you're a young CEO, like kind of like us. Um, so what made you want to jump into the world of financial and wealth management and specifically work with athletes? And secondly, how do you feel being a former player as well as someone kind of younger um, helps you work in such a highly competitive industry? Because the financial management industry is highly competitive. I'll be honest with you, as an agent, Higgins knows this, I get constant calls and emails from financial advisors looking to work with my clients. So I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. So my my entering the wealth management space started with, uh, I, I transitioned from uh, external auditor role for big big four accounting firm. And I was looking for something that really excited me. And uh, I landed in wealth management. And the first time I, I sat across from a client and, and saw the light pop up in their, in their brain and in their eyes um, after completing something that they had been working on forever. You know, they were trying to get this solution to something they were dealing with for a long time. And, and we, we happened to make it happen. And that was like, okay, I love what I'm doing. And uh, I was dr I was driven to the industry because you know growing up, we didn't have anything that resembled wealth. Like we, money was was rare. And so uh, the one person in my family that actually I would say relatively made made some 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 good money was my grandfather who who drove trucks for a living. And uh, he would always tell me that if he if he knew better he would have he would have saved he would have invested he would have did all this stuff but unfortunately he didn't and, and his retirement was it, it reflected that mm -hmm. and uh and so you know that was always something like okay i got to figure this out for myself one and then once i found out how much i actually like doing it for others that's kind of when i got into to, to doing it for others and then with athletes having played kind of going along with the second question having played um college ball at Bandy, I was working with for free, honestly, uh, some of my former teammates and just helping them with their financial matters while I was at my wealth management firm that didn't cater to athletes. And I just saw this, 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 uh, I guess this gap of knowledge and this, this lack of mm -hmm. um, just support and education being uh, given to athletes. And I felt like that was the lane that I needed to be in and to, to bridge that gap. So that's, that's what drew me to working with athletes. And then yeah. uh, as a former player, I think, I mean, the relatability is, is I'm young, I'm a young black advisor and, and you don't see that often. And mm -hmm. so the ability to relate to players, not only from, uh, you know, having played, but just the family dynamics, the, the, the lifestyle, the, the way that they were uh, brought up, the expectations from different family members and all that. Uh, just gives me a level of, of relatability that isn't found that often in, in, in the financial advisory space. I agree. And kind of to add to that, I think what I really, really admire about you is it's sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, we don't necessarily know a player might play in the league for multiple years and they might have some financial issues and it might not be something they necessarily want to talk about. I mean, it, those, as you know, it's something you can 
put away for some time, put away, but it's still there. And that's a bit of anxiety that's going to stay there. But the minute that you're able to talk about it and create a plan, but you have to be able to trust that person as an agent. That's not, that's not what I'm versed in. I mean, I can help you find someone and advise you, but I think that's something really, really important because it happens and it adds so much stress and then it just, you know, it's a snowball effect. So I think what you're able to do and your, you know, the players being able to feel like they're comfortable with you is huge. And I think that's what we try to do as agents too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think uh, one of the things that I, I pride myself on is being that person, that advisor, that, that clients, people can ask that, that, that quote unquote dumb question that they're afraid to ask that other advisor that they, they're intimidated by. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I'll, I'll pick up the phone and, and the first things out of my, uh, out of a client's mouth is you won't believe this S, you know what I mean? Like, and it's about, you know, family and it's some, you know, that conversation would be had that way with, with another advisor who, who couldn't relate. And mm-hmm. so absolutely. Awesome. Th- that, that's awesome, man. And I know you, you've mentioned that, you know, you, you basically came, you know, you didn't come from money. So seeing that, you know, you're able to now advise people with a lot of money. That's tremendous. You know, obviously, and kudos to you, man. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a player, but I'm definitely, man, I could use some advice when we're done with the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you got a new client. <laughs> and, and I can't afford you neither. So, I mean, we just so put it on he the flies house. Put spirit. it on Sam's tab. Yeah, it's on Sam's oh, tab. Oh, it's on Sam, my tab. Sam, okay. Sam, put it on yeah. Sam's yeah. tab, man. Gotcha. But, um. <laughs> So I had a question for you, man. Obviously, you know, being an agent and being in the sports world, we hear all these stories of former athletes. You know, there's the ESPN 30 for 30 going broke. And, you know, we see athletes spending habits. You know, it's it's in the public eye. So when you've dealt with or if you've dealt with a situation where, you know, some of the clients have this problem with overspending, what area... Uh, do you normally see that happening? For instance, is it like the big purchases or maybe it's the helping out family members? Because some guys, they take on a, a new responsibility of basically taking on an entire family once True. they make it. True. Can yeah. you shed, shed some light on that? Yeah. So I, I love that. That Well, I love and hate the 30 for 30 broke. I mean, that that I, w- I hope they do a new one and, and kind of get some more re- uh uh, relevant names that we the guys these days know about but it's so powerful but um in my in my uh I got a YouTube channel uh and and I, I have a financial literacy playbook on there where I go through different concepts of of finances and it was it was adapted from one of my good friends and mentors uh Ed Austin and Ed he 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 uh he, he gave me, you know, the five F's of, of, you know, what people really spend their money on. And it overlapped so much with what I was seeing. And it was, it was fun. And that, you know, going out, partying, doing all that. Uh, it was food. And that one's one that, you know, I, I, I had to really step back and see, you know, it's easy to, to, to spend $200 on a meal when you got these big old checks coming in. Uh, but on an average Average person isn't doing that every single time, two, three, four hundred dollars on a meal. So fun, food, fashion. Uh, you see that with jewelry, with with a lot of different stuff. Fads is the the fourth one, and then friends and friends and family. So 
um, you definitely see a lot of folks uh, being extremely generous and it's honorable, right? It's, it's admirable to see someone wanting to give, you know, a whole bunch to, to family. But uh, like the like they say on the airplane, you got to take care of yourself first before you can help a kid or help somebody else. And I think that that same mentality needs to be used in, in dealing with money because, uh, you know, these, these contracts are, they can be large, but they're for a short period of time. And they have to last for a long period of time if you if you want to uh, not ever work again or if you want to rely on that that contract. But um, one of the things that I see and, and it's often overlooked is like the purchase of a car. And you know, one you got the sticker price, uh, but then you got all the the maintenance, the the insurance, the tires. So like you go get a a, a Lamborghini and it's going to cost you, you know, let's say $200,000 to buy that Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. Each tire on that thing is going to cost you $10,000 every time you need a new one. A light, yeah. Yeah, the insurance on it is going to cost you $40,000, $50,000. And so, like, you're spending that every single year for this, what you thought was a $200,000 purchase. And it ends up being way more than that. So, mm -hmm. uh, understanding wow. those costs that are kind of hidden is is something that, that gets a lot of people. Wow, that that's what's up, man. Well, I'm going to take Lamborghini off my list of cars that I want. <laughs> take it off my tab. Right. I'm going to go ahead and scratch that one off my list, man. Oh, I'm going to go ahead what I have now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, man, that, that's that's awesome, man. And, you know, like you said, that list of five Fs, man. And no, yeah, I'll, run, I'll run over Sam, those again. Right. So Sam knows me, man. I probably, the first three is food for me on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you go to food. Wendy's. I do. I, I love steak and shake. Oh, I love man. steak and shake. Steak and shake. <laughs> I ain't had steak and shake in years. I can't lie. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I don't See, have that in Nashville. When working we, with when you work in the wealth business, now you don't do steak and shake. See, anymore. no, no, I ain't doing. No, I feel like Reggie eats no. good food, but they don't. Why would they put steak and shake in Nashville? We got one outside of outside of the city. Uh, and gotcha. well, in Antioch, but uh, we can go to I know, really I've, been good this, place. I've been on this Hello Fresh kick, so. Like oh. the, get the recipes sent to me and, and making that. So yeah. That's what's up. Where's the Instagram post? I don't know. I don't do too much of that. <laughs> <laughs> With the apron. <laughs> Obviously, guys come to you and you know, clients come to you and they're they're expecting your expertise on different things. So is there like when you advise, is there a percent of income? what you generally would advise a client that to save, right? So you're dealing with these athletes and obviously they say, Hey, you know, I want to start saving, you know, I want to start putting things in place for my family or life after football. What advice would you give them? Yeah. So that, um, that number, let's say, say if I was talking to a non-athlete who had that, uh, the possibility of earning that the money they were making, for the rest of their lives or for the rest of their working right. lives, let's say, uh, I would usually, you know, say a, a good goal is 20 to 25%, right? But okay. for athletes, um, it's a little different. So I'm gonna I'm, paint a picture real quick and, and it'll be, it'll, it'll, I think it'll make sense afterwards. But for an average NFL player, let's say they play for three years and they make $2 million. So that's $6 million gross before taxes. Mm -hmm. Then you take out the taxes and the fee or union fees, agent fees, all that other stuff. Let's, let's get them at 3 million, half of that. So that's the number they're working with, $3 million. And if you were to just take that $3 million and spread it over the course of a normal working life, 
that's seventy five thousand dollars a year to to live on. Mm. Okay. Now on the other end, let's say you got an individual who makes one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for that same amount of time. They're actually better off than that athlete. They make the six million. They make the exact same six million, six million gross. But an athlete has a bigger tax burden and agent fees and all the other stuff that a normal individual didn't have. In that example, I'm, I'm assuming that that person starts making 150 coming out, right? They went to law school, they're making a good okay. salary or whatever it may be. And they, they make that continuously because that, that's apples to apples on the gross, 6 million mm-hmm. to 6 million. Um, but the tax, the tax difference is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the, that's the biggest thing. So uh, what, I, what I like to tell guys is, you know, signing bonus or, or paychecks, uh, 50% should be the minimum. If you want, if you want this contract to last you for your lifetime or, or longer, you're gonna have to increase it. But 50% should be the minimum of, of what you're saving, and and that that's just saving. That doesn't include investing, which I'll kind of I'll kind of talk about a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I, I like to I like to see guys saving at least 50%. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, when you put it in perspective like that, I mean, it, it says a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and, and you can live a good life with 75,000 after oh, yeah. tax most, dollars, like, right? Definitely. Like that's 100K before taxes, you know, 75,000 right. after taxes, you can live a great life like that. Right. Uh, look at Sam, she's, she got to buy, see, she's eating the 300,000, the, the hey, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, have you seen her travel? She purchased the entire <laughs> Here we go. The entire road belongs to Sam Tiger when bus. she's traveling. So All right, here we go. Yeah, okay. Probably, you know, it's probably a here little we go, too Higgins. Tell Reggie how I travel. So three seats, Reggie. A, oh B, C. Oh my goodness. Bag is A, code is B, Sam is C. That's it. That's how she travels. No way. And, she, and she's watching NFL Network and ESPN on flight. And she's Ooh. texting. So Sam. she pretty much have the deluxe package. You man. done maxed it out. Yeah. Right. She maxed, maxed it, out. it out. Meanwhile, you might as well I'm hop on, on the PJ. I'm on Spirit <laughs> with a backpack, Please. man. I don't even pay for carry on. <laughs> carry on i'm not going i land in mobile and i'm like oh you know i'm getting texts like from my parents like did you arrive safely and higgins is on twitter chirping me sam's on like buying all the seats watching tv (laughs) (laughs) oh man y'all i did not buy all the seats it's covid i I, got the i I only i only bought two seats i got the third for free I have photo proof. Reggie's like, I'm like terrified. Sam, send me all your statements tomorrow. No, I think you got that third free because you're such a loyal customer. (laughs) (laughs) I just, well, Higgins is the person eating the smelly food on the plane. So there you go. Oh, man. He's like, Reggie's like, all right, I'm never going back on this podcast. (laughs) No, it ain't true. No, but anyways, that's great. I really think it's so important because honestly, you know, speaking personally, I see it all the time. And as agents for us, it's something that I think sometimes gets a little overlooked. I feel like there are agencies and I've actually, I spoke on this recently where there's players that might be signed with one agency. They fire that agency. They might come you know they're on the practice squad then they get cut then they're signed with a new agency and they start making some real money but that agency doesn't necessarily connect them with a financial advisor so they might not know and then they're kind of in a predicament where I feel like they've almost like wasted time because they're they're excited you know they went from 
practice squad, maybe sitting out for a little bit. And then that, so I think it's something that we talk about agents, agents, agents. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the big thing with players. I mean, Higgins and I get it all the time. You know, I need an agent. I need an agent. And well, with an agent, you definitely need someone to help you manage your money because as it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fast moving world. So I don't know if you have anything to touch on that, where you've seen or any advice for players that might not have that financial guidance, you know, should they directly reach out to you or someone like you, obviously you were going to plug you, but you see what I'm saying? I've seen that happen and it it confuses me because I say, Mm -hmm. well, this player's made quite a bit of money. How are they in a situation that looks so dark? Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I think one, it's like, it's like at with, with professional athletes, uh, who've been chasing this dream for their entire lives. It's like, it's like the dog, right? We got a dog in front of me. It's like the dog chasing the car. <laughs> Appreciate it. Dog chasing the car. When you get to the car, then you like, what, what does the dog do? It just what, sits there yeah. and it's just like barking, right? So you, you chasing this dream to, to make it, to make it out the hood, to get this money. And then you get the money and you don't know what to do with it. And so uh, what, I, what I've already always seen is, is, or always said is, I feel like, athletes should should put more stock into who they choose for their financial advisor over who they choose for their agent because your financial advisor like i'm working with clients who are who from from age 20 all the way to 70 80 years old right so you're going to be with your financial advisor if the relationship is good for a lifetime whereas once you can't play or get get deals you're not going to have that agent well no if it's a good i mean yeah excuse me so I'm saying if it's a good agent, y'all got a good relationship right. and y'all build that over time. But like from a <laughs> professional level, that's not going to exist anymore. That's fair. It's not the, it's not the norm. It's not yeah. the norm. It's not the norm. No, no, it's not the norm. And so I always say, I think that that folks should put more stock into their, their advisor choice than their agent choice. But uh, of course, like, I, I think, you know, you absolutely need help. Um, no matter if it, I mean, practice squad guys are making, more money than than the average Joe coming out of college, and uh, you know, definitely even league minimum is a lot of money. Yes. And to 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 not to get all that and not have a guide or a path or a coach to mm-hmm. teach you how to do that, you know, as 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 uh, as athletes, you know, they've been successful their entire lives, but they've also had a coach and a team. And so to build that that team and find that coach, that financial coach that will will help them along the way is important. Yeah, that kind of goes into my question when you touched on practice squad. So what's your advice for, we have players that listen, advice for younger players that are on their first contract and or practice squad? Because I see it happen and I see it and I see practice squad players, you know, they're going out, they're making very, very elaborate purchases. I mean, NFL, it's, it's there and then it's gone. So what's your advice for someone on a league minimum practice squad type of contract? Obviously, I personally advise them to have you, but I don't see that across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my, my, I would say one, I got, I got kind of several things on, on this, but uh, to understand the value of, of compound interest, right? So we hit on saving how much you should save earlier, but you know, saving only gets you so much. 
um, and where you can make up that difference where the average person who makes 150 versus you who makes a bunch in one in a couple of years is where you invest and invest early. Mm-hmm. Compound interest is just, you know, money on top of money on top of money, interest growing on itself. So I say, you know, early, young, that's, that's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Um, and then, you know, with, with the help of great agents like Sam Tiger, um, you know, utilizing that platform to get off the field money, even if you're a practice squad guy, yeah, right? you can. And it doesn't have to be the big brands. It doesn't have to be, you know, the Nike, the Adidas. It doesn't have to be that. There's a, there's a small company that wants exposure and you got a bunch of followers. They want you. Yes. And they're going to pay you for that. So uh, definitely find out a way to get some off the field money and don't think that you have to go, you know, for the stars. And then, um, you know, if, if one, if you're an early contract guy, uh, you know, max out your retirement plan. That's something that I see a lot of times I'll get, I'll get statements and they've never put money into their retirement plan. It's like, it, it, it will set you up for the long run. So if you're, you're on a roster, uh, and, and you can you can contribute to the 401k you qualify for that 19.5 you know just know that 19.5 is going to your 401k mm-hmm. if somehow you don't qualify for the 401k uh you can open up yourself an ira individual retirement account put six thousand in that um and then if you're if you're working with a good agent and you got some off the field money open up a solo one solo 401k and you can put a lot more money into those things so um just just ways to it worked the taxes in, in your advantage and put money away for yourself and invest it for the long term. And all that really circles back to having someone like yourself work with the athlete that knows it's not yeah. the, okay, like you said, we made it. Okay. We made it. Now what? Now what? I think, and that's the thing as agents, I see it all the time. Okay. You know, it's everyone's stressed out. He's a free agent. We have to get him signed. Okay. He's made it now. Okay. Woohoo. We post a graphic. No, there's a lot more work that needs to be done. And like you said, you know, to, to touch on, thank you for the compliment. I truly appreciate that. There are so many companies in playing cities that will love to have a player. It's not probably going to be the huge companies, but I tell you these companies, you can get a a deal with that. There are so many things you can do and that money will help your client or will help a player. So make sure your list, any players listening, you know, definitely make sure your agent is doing that because you will miss out, especially if you play in a city that lives and breathes your team. My next question and kind of to conclude things is we have seen this year, obviously this has been a difficult year for all of us. We lost the XFL and then the CFL. So we've got a lot of street free agent talent that has had NFL contracts. They've made some NFL money, whether it's been league minimum practice squad. And then all of a sudden they thought they had some money coming in, whether it was CFL, XFL, and all of a sudden it's gone. What would your advice be to them for their, their spending? So they've got some money, they're working towards another opportunity, but they're kind of sitting, okay, well, it's hard to get jobs now, even if they were trying to get a job. So what's your advice for those type of players? Yeah, I would say um, almost go back back to that mindset you had uh, from your junior year in college, right? You living frugally, you were grinding for that next, for that next level. 
And, you know, I, I let the agents do the, 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 yes, you're going to have this next shot. Yes. You're going to get on the field. And like, I believe that I believe in my players and I believe that their talent is great, but I also understand the economics of the NFL sometimes. And no matter how good you are, sometimes you just don't get a call. Mm-hmm. So my job is to prepare for those things when it doesn't happen. I can't bank on money if it doesn't come in. So I don't want to include that in the plan. So I'm, I'm preparing for the long term, And, uh, you know, by, you know, the quote, by failing to prepare, you prepare to fail. And so while you're in that, that stage of kind of limbo, um, think about what's next. Cause, cause the NFL is a, is a huge level of accomplishment, but this is not the ceiling for you. I don't care if you were, that's a, not your definition. Really. No, you're more than an athlete. You are a person with, with, with life goals. So what are your life goals above, above and beyond that? And, and so definitely start thinking, you know, not giving up on, dang, I ain't going to make it again. I ain't going to play again. Not, not, not ever giving up because that mentality is defeated and you, you won't make it. But knowing that I'm going to need to get to a next level and think of it as a next level, a level up. Um, and that. I think a way to do that is to, to, to utilize that network, right? While you're in, back to what you were saying about these cities, these towns that love diehard football, fans um you know there are there are ceos there are there are you know hr people that would love to sit down and have a meeting with you that's all you want sit down Mm -hmm. and have a meeting and and just say hey i am i'm in be honest i'm in this transition right now uh this is what i studied or this is what i'm interested in or i don't even know what i'm interested in but i think this might be it Mm -hmm. and i would love to show you i would love to put in the work that i put in on the field with you somehow some way you know, I love that'll that. That'll go a long, long way. It does. Um, and 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 one thing I, I tell guys is like you don't have to be a coach or athletic trainer or a sports trainer. Like, and not not to not to say that anything is wrong with those those professions because some people are driven and love those things. But so many guys who come out of playing think that that's their only option, and it's not. You can be whatever you set your mind to. So make sure you know that when you go into these companies or go utilizing when you start to utilize that network um and then back to my my earlier point about about coaches or having a coach like you've been good at your entire life at the sport that you've played uh but you've had one a coach and a team so continue to do that because that's going to keep you being successful throughout and and in that take care of your mind and take care of your money those are my two things those are my two big things mind and money uh get you a financial coach and get you a therapist, right? I, it, the transition, even even if you end up back in the league, the the toying with your emotions and your your livelihood and your everything is is gonna weigh on you, uh, in, uh, in your mental. And so, uh, understanding how to to communicate those feelings and express that that's something that in my book, Perseverance Through Severe Dysfunction (PTSD), I I open up about kind of my mental health journey going from normalizing all the, the messed up things that happened in my childhood to, you know, deaths, violence, all, all kind of stuff to actually realizing that this stuff ain't right and then getting help for it, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think so often we, we just, we, we stay in that, man, it's just how it is, mindset. But that's not, that's not the case. So um, I, I definitely think um, having those, those coaches and, and definitely finance coach therapist or life coach or somebody is going you know be a part of your team that's going to keep you going and 
you know, be your cheerleader almost sometimes when you need it. I love that. And I'm, I'm so excited to read your book and to <laughs> yeah, really I, I just, just go ahead, Sam, let me go <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback off of that. Um, first and foremost, I am a huge, huge advocate on athletes, mental health. Uh, anytime I call any client, I always ask first and foremost, like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Literally, like, and they, they know that they can tell me and it's not always I'm doing great. Because, right. because this is life and this is difficult times right now. We're not always doing great. And I have a really, really cool story to kind of add to that, to kind of close this out a little bit. But one of my free agents right now, but he was 2020 draft class, didn't have a pro day. I had a virtual, not a virtual pro day, but I had a, we had a, our own pro day out in uh, Tampa and he went did really well but without having any mini camps it was very difficult this year as everyone knows he always stayed super positive and I called him and I called to check in and I said hey what's up and he said you know I'm feeling a little frustrated and I said okay I understand I mean I I I feel it too and that's the thing I feel it too I'm not sitting on this high horse because I'm an agent I feel it too we're all going through this I said you know what this might be a cool time to think about like, what else do you like to do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like fashion. And I said, okay, well, think about, think about it. And he called me maybe like, I don't know, three, four weeks later. And he goes, Sam, I started my own clothing line. I walk with God LLC. Nice. And he, ha- I mean, he has created this clothing line off of what he said. And I mean, he went through, you know, we went through the whole business aspect of it, but it was something that he said, you know, had you not said that I wouldn't have really thought about it. And I said, you know, it's a perfect time to think about what else do you like to do? What do you enjoy? And I said, oh my gosh, your, your website's better than mine. I mean, this is awesome. (laughs) The branding's fantastic. Obviously I ordered shirts and hoodies and everything, but it's great. And Obviously, it's still difficult. He's still working at wanting to play, but you're more than just an athlete. You always have something else. And if you don't think about it, you don't necessarily know what you're capable of doing. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like having those goals, got to have those goals. They're going to keep driving. Yeah, so I I was just going to ask, man, um, you know, obviously you have a book coming out. So, you know, you want to share with the listeners and everyone that's tuning in. When can they expect the book to come out and where can they buy it? Because, you know, obviously I do a lot of reading myself. Okay. I mean, you know, when I'm in my seat that I'm sharing the middle seat on my flights, <laughs> I'm like somebody food. I know, you know, Stinky I, food. I, I normally have a book, right? So my whole thing is I, I, I sleep half the flight, I read the other half. So that's normally yeah, eat what your I food do. For... All right. So obviously I would like to add your book to my collection and Absolutely. definitely you know, interested in, in doing that and reading that, man, and learn more about what's going on. Yeah, man. So um, the book, I'm, 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 I'm aiming for a summer release date. So, so maybe a uh, May, June release date. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll keep you posted on that. But to stay informed on it, Follow me uh, on my social, Reggie D. Ford, on Twitter or uh, Instagram. And um, ReggieDFord.com, you can kind of see a, a quick synopsis of the book. Uh, and, uh, you know, put, a, put your email in there so you can stay up to date on that too. Uh, and then if you want to follow Rose Creek and just 
Uh, there's a lot of information that I push out, a lot of educational information that I push out, uh, rosecreed.com. And then, you know, at Ro uh, rosecreed on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. So great to really just kind of see athletes branching out of, you know, doing their own things and, and managing their money and being successful because their successes are success as agents as financial aid, you know, Absolutely. managers too. So. Absolutely. I think uh, I, I was, when I watched um, LaDainian Tomlinson give his hall of fame induction speech and, and like he was, he was thinking his financial advisor and I was just sitting there watching. This was before I got into working with athletes and I was like, I was like, dang, that's powerful because they, mm -hmm. they had a bond and, you know, seeing that is, is, is like the, the ultimate feeling that I want to want to feel at the end of my career, whenever that may be. I felt that with Peyton Manning and Tom Condon. <laughs> <laughs> like, Peyton, do you really have to go? But okay. Hey, ain't nothing wrong um, with that. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, thank you so much for coming on today. We're so, so, so excited about this interview. Yeah, I mean, this was good. I enjoyed this. And thanks for the questions. Thanks for, you know, everything. I appreciate it. No, it's important. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's it's about education. And it's also about you don't know what you don't know. And I, I say that a lot and I hear that a lot. Actually, it's being a younger agent. I work with players that I'm not their first agent. I might be second. I might just come in at the end of their career. And it's something that as I get to know their, I call it support system, their wives, their girlfriends, their families, they say, wow, we wish we would have known that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Like you said about the smaller cities, I hear that in marketing all the time. Cause it'll be, well, Hey, we want to do this. And I'm like, I make two phone calls done, mm -hmm. done. and I'm not yeah. tooting my own horn. It's just, that's the power of knowing, but if you don't know, you don't know. So it's just go out and be proactive for yourselves. Cause Absolutely. you might, you know, you might have an agency that is great at doing that. Uh, and you might have someone that might not necessarily do that. So go out, inform yourselves and make the decisions for yourselves that, that are the right decisions as your financial advisor, as your representation. All right, Higgins. Is there anything you're looking forward to this weekend? Me? Um, <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to start singing for me. <laughs> Reggie, are you going to sing? I, I, oh, no. I will. I will. So th this weekend, obviously, you know, we're celebrating Tiger's 30th birthday. So Oh my um, god. I'm I'm still trying to put together my outfit though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still really? To I have it. mine already. Oh see. Is see. it a tiger? <laughs> no, it's you come red out and with black. a real tiger like you play LSU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't play with those kind of things where I'm from. So I'll definitely be out the building. <laughs> uh, but actually, you know, I'm looking forward to this SEC championship. Uh at first, after we are you LSU, really? Yeah, after we lost the game to LSU, I was kind of like, uh, I don't want to watch it. But now, seeing where we are in the current rankings, mm -hmm. that motivation is back yeah. now. It's like everything we set out to accomplish is pretty much still there. What are you doing this weekend, Reggie? What am I doing this weekend? Probably some last-minute Christmas shopping. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll send you my address. <laughs> i'll send you my teacher's list all teachers have like a christmas list so oh y'all yeah, do like I'll, a little I'll you, little i'll you know, send you my christmas thing list. yeah we'll do a secret listen to me secret thing like that's yeah, some, yeah, that sounds Santa. really creepy <laughs> i would be an awful some secret thing 
be an HR office the next day. Right? Like, <laughs> fired on the first right. day of the job. Oh, oh man. man. But again, Reggie, man, a nice meeting you, man. And thank you for joining us. You know, obviously, you definitely shed some light on a lot of things and, you know, very helpful things that, you know, a lot of our players and athletes and people in general need to know and understand. So I definitely, you know, definitely appreciate you coming through. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all again, man. I'll be on any other time y'all need me. Just, uh, just make the, just make the call. So for everyone else, obviously, shout out the Draft Diamonds over with my man Damon. You know, check those, check out their website. Doing some good work there. You know, follow the Draft Diamond team on Twitter at NFL Draft Diamonds. Follow the on the website DraftDiamonds.com. Be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform each and every Friday morning. And as always, help me help you. Show me the money. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube